Well, welcome to the Leverage 3 Podcast. I'm Craig Shoemaker. And on today's show, you're going to learn three tactics that give you the edge in life and business. So please join me in welcoming our guest, Claudia Stellner. Claudia is a 13-year-old writer currently building a 10K a month online writing business with a focus on actionable writing tips and creating a unique niche so that you can become a top 1% creator. Now, you're going to want to make sure that you follow writing underscore cheats on Twitter to get all the goodness. Claudia, welcome in. Thanks, Craig, for inviting me. I, I really like excited to have you here for a lot of different reasons. And what's funny is I first came across your content from a tweet that you put at put out that says, I suck at storytelling. And then you go on and talk about how the last two months you've been watching great storytellers like a hawk. And then you break down a bunch of different storytelling things. So then I'm like, this is like an incredible thread. So I go back to your profile and I read your pinned tweet where you go and tell like the most incredible story. And so I thought we'd just maybe start a little bit by you telling us, like, how did you get to where you are right now? How do you write the way that you do? And, and how did you get started? Okay, so the story goes way back behind what I shared in the thread. So uh, it all started last year in summer. And I was always this type of person who loved to improve herself. I was always interested in ways of how can I become the top in what I do, whatever that was. And at that point, I was really interested in productivity, self-improvement, and stuff like that. And I was really, uh, really addicted to watching YouTube videos from Ali Abdel. And I know that a lot of people probably know this guy. And he was constantly preaching about that we should start a website and we'll change our lives to just share our uh, share our ideas on a weekly basis. And I said, okay, why not? Why not try this? So I set up a blog in my mother tongue, which is Czech. And so I decided to just write there weekly some articles and it was really just for fun i only people who were reading it were my parents friends and my parents of course and it was just fun i liked the process taking care of the blog and sharing the ideas uh, getting the ideas you know going for walks it was all fun but then i kind of burned out because i realized it's going nowhere like even if i would got to a point where i would be like quote unquote famous <laughs> I wouldn't reach a lot of people because our country is quite small and the market is even slower, smaller. So I kind of just uh, gave up. And uh, just one day I realized, okay, I can speak English quite well. So maybe I can start writing in English. So I set up a newsletter in Substack, which is a very good writing app these days. And I, I'm sure we'll get to that later. And I started writing about... I started writing content more like for students about effective learning techniques, how to manage your time, how to be more productive. So very different to what I write about today. And although this stuff was going nowhere again, like I was getting zero views on every single post, but again, it was just fun for me. And then one day I just got an idea. Okay, maybe I can start promoting my newsletter on Twitter so I can get more traction. So that's exactly what I did. I've set up a Twitter account just some random profile picture from Unsplash and just random bio. <laughs> I didn't have a real name uh, there. And I was just doing, I was doing everything completely wrong regarding Twitter growth. I was just DMing people without even knowing them, uh, whether they can subscribe, <laughs> don't, don't knowing what their niche is, what they're interested in, just making a bunch of mistakes. And I was just like going around like that for about four months. But uh, then somewhere in, it was like February, March, I started discovering the magic of different Twitter growth 
you know, hacks and stuff. I discovered engagement groups, which is like a usually Discord community where you put links to your tweets and people can engage with that. And I found, oh, that, that actually works. Like normally I was getting one to three likes per tweet. Now I got about like 13 for one one, which is which is not a lot, but at that point it was. And I started following those classic techniques, like, you know, commenting on 25 accounts per day and started making some relationships. But it was all pretty robotic because I still wasn't, I still didn't have my real name on the profile. I still had pretty bad bio and I didn't really have an niche. I was just putting out what was on my mind, usually just boring platitudes you see all over Twitter. But when I realized that, okay, this is going nowhere as well because... I'm just becoming a robot. I'm just becoming like those big accounts with 100k followers, but that actually provides zero value. And I didn't want to become become something like that. I just wanted to be a real person that people follow for their content, for who they are, not just because you know they post thing, they post a link to engagement group or something like that. And around that time, it was just by comedy accident, I joined cohort-based course ship 30 for 30 and like i didn't pay for it i just applied for a scholarship and for some reason they just accepted me and i was really excited about that because the cohort is brilliant it's ran by two very very good writers dicky bush and nicholas go and it's basically like you're publishing every single day for 30 days one they call it atomic essay it's basically like a screenshot of short 200 word article and you publish it on twitter and this is how you learn the fundamentals you know so how to write good headlines how to have proper formatting how to generate ideas uh and a bunch of other good stuff and this uh, this was the turning point for me because it changed my mindset it changed just the way i perceived digital writing and it was really the point where i started taking it all seriously and really learned the rules of the game and after the cohort was over, I was really motivated, really confident that I was so excited to put everything I've learned into use. And although I didn't have much clarity, like I was watching all people in the same cohort, figuring out their niche and having big wins. I didn't have that. I had a couple of hundred followers, uh, didn't have any viral posts or something like that. Didn't even, I didn't even have a clear idea of what my niche is, what my audience is, but I just kept going, kept publishing every single day because it was really a joyful experience for me. And somehow uh, I just kept iterating, kept learning, and just somehow ended up here. So it was really, <laughs> for the most part, this consistency, you know, and I, just obsession with the process. Building a business is tough and even tougher when you do it alone. So why not use proven systems to help grow your business and focus your message? Now, Dan Coe is the creator's creator. His system found in the two-hour writer helps you cultivate your best ideas and the Modern Mastery community is there to challenge and support your growth every step of the way. I'm there, and you should be too. So go to leverage3podcast.com slash co, that's K-O-E, and let's get you going. So it sounds like you learned a lot through this process. What's one of the most, like, I don't know, surprising things that you learned? So the lesson I learned, I really value, and I try to apply to everything I do, not only for writing, but everything else in life, is that action precedes clarity like after the cohort was over as i've said i did i was really clear on my journey i didn't have much successes but i just committed to publishing every single day for the next two months and just thinking that i'll figure out everything on the way and eventually i actually did and 
this is kind of opposite to what most people think. Like, you know, you have to firstly learn everything, like study, and then you have clarity, and then you can act. But it's exactly the opposite way. You just firstly have to act, and you just figure out on the way. So I learned that action is really the key to finding clarity and to making things happen. Awesome. So your 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 niche, your brand right now is copywriting. It's how to uh, allow your ideas to be shared and magnified. How did you get there? Like it sounds like you had you, the action preceded clarity, and you started a bunch of different things. So what clicked for you? Yeah, uh, that's a really good story, actually. Um, throughout the cohort, I had so many things, and my mind was just my mind was constantly blown away. Like on every session with them, I was just like, whoa. This is so good. I have to apply right now. And I've learned just so many good hacks and tactics. And one thing that uh, also really made a big change for me is learning how to capture attention well, how to write good hooks. And normally my threads were getting, I don't know, like 10 likes max. Even at that point, I would consider 10 likes like viral, you know? Right. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, it was just about random topics, usually about productivity and those things I was writing about before. But then one day I decided, okay, I'll share what I learned in the cohort, uh, the like rules for writing viral hooks or viral threads. It was just really random idea. I just shared some rules and provided some examples. And this was during the time when I was actually doing like a dopamine detox. So I wasn't allowed to go on Twitter. So I was actually off Twitter for like five days and I was writing through a different app. I think it was uh, TypeShare, whatever tweet scheduler I'm using. Um, and then I just came back after those five days and I saw that I have added more followers throughout the week than usual. And I said, oh, interesting. <laughs> I look at that and I see 96 likes. And I said, no way. How did <laughs> I started running around my house and just screaming like crazy. It was, it was, I would consider this thread went viral. I know it didn't have any like uh, life-changing amount of engagement, but there is a metric I use when the amount of impressions is more than your follower count times uh, 20, then it's considered viral. And at that point, I had around 500 followers or 400 followers, and the thread got like, I don't know, 50,000 impressions. So I would consider that pretty good result. So that was... Um, that was, yeah, what actually changed things for me. And one of the frameworks that in Ship 30 for 30, they teach quite a lot is you should make noise and listen for signal. So you put out a lot of content on different topics and then you see what gets a lot of engagement. And this is a sign because, you know, engagement is a way people can tell you indirectly opinions about your content. So it gets a lot of likes, retweets, replies. They're saying, you're doing good. Just keep, keep telling us about that. And this was a sign, okay, maybe I should talk about writing more. And that's exactly what I did. I just started sharing what I was learning on my journey, just sharing to people who are a few steps back behind me. And yeah, as I kept learning more, my also like the, you know, the, the way I write about and the, you know, the advices I preach change, but the theme, the niche is still the same. And that's what writing is about. You're always just sharing to the people a few steps behind you and they're growing with you. So when it comes to writing hooks, you're, you're really good at this. Like I've, I've looked at a number of your tweets and, and they're really engaging. And they want me to continue to dive in deeper. In fact, I think it was your, your storytelling one that I first referenced. Like in the middle of it, you're, you're talking about how to surprise people. And you're like, I wrote this tweet with only one arm. And I was just like laughing 
at reading that. So when you're, when you're writing hooks, like what's your thought process? How are you going about that? Oh yeah. So the important thing, and this is a mistake I see a lot of beginners make, you have to highlight the benefits of people reading that thread because that's what a lot of beginner writers do. And I used to do that as well is they are very selfish. They just, you know, they put out a thread or a tweet because they want to do it, but they don't think about what impact it will have on the reader. So that's an important question. So if you, if you have a thread idea, you have to ask yourself, you have to put yourself into the reader's position and ask yourself, and so what, like, why should I care? How is that going to help me? Right. You want to really, uh, reference people's pleasures or pains because that's usually what gets clicks. So once, for example, I've put out a thread, it was probably at the time it was the most engaged one. It was something like, uh, Matt, crafting good hooks is, this is quite uh, like meta, but like crafting good hooks is one of the most important Twitter skills. Master it and you can rule the platform. So that's what I did here. I said, okay, so you want to master hooks and so what? Well, you master it and you can l- rule the platform. This is probably not the best example because you can also always enhance it with being more specific and adding some numbers. Like, for example, um, maybe what I would do today is like master it and you can gain a couple of thousand followers each month or something like that, right? It's just random. And so that's the first change you can make. But then there are also like a bit more advanced techniques, I'd say. So number one is calling out your audience. Like this is... Mm, this is especially hard when you don't have a clear idea of who your audience or who your ideal reader is. But if you do, then definitely use it. So, like, mm, I just have to think of example when I use it in my writing. Yeah, actually, today I've put out a thread about how to make your first dollar online. Mm-hmm. And at first, I called out the, the audience by asking question. Do you want to make your first online income? But you're overwhelmed by all the advice because that's exactly how I, how, how I felt when I was firstly trying to monetize my writing because, you know, every, there are like thousand accounts talking about making money and every single one of them says different things to do. So I just provided people a blueprint or roadmap to steal if they want to not overcomplicate things. So I called out the audience and this is what captures attention really well. Right. Uh, then in the thread, you want to, if you're not, uh, like I said before that, you want to tell reader the benefit, but you can also do it the opposite way. You can tell the reader about the pain they're experiencing and then amplify the consequences of the problem or of the pain. So what will happen if it if you want to solve it? So the great, great example is by one of my favorite writers. And these days he's really blowing up on Twitter. His name is Kieran Drew. And uh, he has had this very viral thread like a few weeks ago, I got like 155,000 likes, which is very good. Gee, that's right? all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like on any on account of any size, this is a lot, right? Right. And the hook was pretty simple, but it was just a really good way to apply what I've just said. And that's it. The hook was like, uh, are you sitting in your computer for hours a day? You're destroying your body if so. And then he just went on. And you he really just called out audience because you know a lot of people are sitting at their computers for hours and it's not healthy and then he just stated the pain and this is already what like you know dives deep into people's brains and just convinces them to read on because uh you know they, they know they're having this problem and then the best thing to do is to provide solutions so 
I don't know how it just was, uh, how the thread continued, but definitely should be something like here are uh, X ways to fix it or something like that, right? So, and that's the next way you can, you have to, or you can enhance your hooks and that's giving a good promise, right? So your X things to do, uh, I don't know, X, X sentences that will make you a better writer, Right. You can you can use it in so many different ways, variations and stuff. And uh, sometimes people even like use different ways to boost the effect of the promise. So like, I know here are X advices I would give to myself 10 years ago. Uh, and then they'll just say something like number nine is what I've been waiting for, I don't know, 25 years or something like that. So they're right. just, they're creating that curiosity gap. So it makes people wonder, okay, what's the point nine? I have to read it, right? And that's really enhancing the chance of them actually clicking the thread and engaging at least with a few tweets, which helps to distribute the thread further. Right, so those are some techniques. Let me try to think of anything else. Yeah, a uh, good way to also start the hook is to maybe add some thought-provoking statement, right? So for example, uh, I had the thread I suck at storytelling and a few... Weeks ago, I also had one that started, I suck at writing. And a lot of people disagree with that because I still agree with that, right? But a lot of people seem to disagree. So, uh, and that's probably the reason it got pretty, it did pretty well. It wasn't my best friend. It got like 600 likes, but that's still good uh, in terms of like my metrics. And yeah, it's like a thought-provoking thought statement, right? It makes them think like, okay, uh, I have to read more. And I think I can think of a similar example from Kieran where he had this very famous spread from him about how he broke his neck 10 years ago. Right. And then he was like, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And the people will go like, are you crazy? Like how this can be the best <laughs> thing that ever happened to you? I have to right. read more. Like, why is that the best thing that ever happened to you? Right. So those are different ways to really make the reader curious. Like that's really your ultimate goal to create the curiosity gap or the open loop in their head. So they just don't have any other option, but to keep reading. So it sounds like your experience on Shift 30 for 30 like, was transformative. But I would imagine like there's a lot more that you're growing and learning even since then. So like, what's your process? What are your activities regarding learning and growing right now? So um, there's this, I don't think it's a quote, but I just read it somewhere and I feel like it really well applies to what I want to say. And that's the secret to good learning is to be in an environment that requires it. I think I even tweeted this like a few weeks ago and that's exactly the secret to all of this. Like because I'm on Twitter frequently, because I engage with a lot of good writers, because I even have like a private community with other uh, writers I admire, then I have, then, you know, it just requires, you know, really practicing the skill and also just tweeting every single day and writing those threads. It just requires some iteration and you have to inevitably improve over time. And this is the fact that I like to surround myself with great writing. You know, I know a lot of people just say, you know, you should write more than you read and create more than you consume. I don't really agree with that advice because you have to, uh, as Steve Jobs says, creativity is just connecting things. And if you don't have things to connect, then write, your writing will probably be, it won't suck, but you won't have many ideas, many good ideas to write about. Right. So I also like to read a good, a good, a lot of good writers and what it does, it just subconsciously uh, goes in my mind and I say, okay, that's interesting. This is an interesting way to keep attention. This is an interesting phrase. Maybe I could use that as well. And sometimes I even do it consciously. So I see really good 
like a phrase and maybe, okay, I said, okay, maybe I can use it in my writing. Um, or I see like interesting way to start off an article or a thread. So I just put it somewhere to my swipe file and then try to use it in my writing as well. And yeah, that's basically it. I didn't really use much of a like conscious learning or just sitting down and studying something and then applying it. That was just mostly throughout the Ship 30 for 30 cohort. But now it's, it, for the most part, it's really just doing the thing, just really writing, maybe sometimes getting feedback. Sometimes when you hit a roadblock, you see you really suck at something, then just study from the grades and just try to apply it, iterate on that. And it's just the process of putting out something, getting feedback, then improving it. And that's how you learn. That's uh, awesome. That applies to anything, not just writing. So what are you reading right now? Is it fiction, nonfiction, a little bit of both? I actually read fiction because I have to read some fiction, at least three fiction books per year for school. And that's quite annoying because usually these are usually things I don't want to read. <laughs> Correct. But I also enjoy nonfiction. Like, and in fact, I usually have two books at a time. One is fiction and the second one is nonfiction. And a lot of people ask me about books, uh, about writing. I haven't really read much books about writing. And it's really just uh, I, I, the, one of the great ways to learn is not to just uh, study what great writers are saying, but study what great writers are doing. So you can just read their, uh, it doesn't have to be a book. It can be article, Twitter, thread, tweet, whatever. And you can, again, just see the patterns they're using. And then you can also use them in your own writing. And again, see what your, how, how your audience responds to it, whether they like it or not, you know. Uh, so you don't really have to read about writing that often. You can just read whatever piece of writing you like and then try to see what they're going, doing good. So maybe you have to really pause in those moments when you feel like, oh, this is so good. When you feel like those sparks of dopamine in you, when you feel like you really just can't do anything but keep reading, when you feel like, oh, that's a good headline or that's a good hook, I have to keep reading. Just really try to pause and take note of these moments and try to internalize why that happened and how can you use it in your own writing process. You are just bring so much great content. <laughs> this is awesome. And I'm, I'm so glad that you came on to, to join me today. So for the three things that people can, can leverage most out of our conversation, I think number one, it's envisioning that person that's a couple steps behind you, right? Being able to, to almost create a profile of that person, get to know who that person is, remind yourself of who that is, and really speak to that person in a very real way. And then you talked about hooks and about being specific in your hooks and how that really makes them sing. So you call out the audience, you use specific numbers, you can talk about specific emotions. And again, tie that back to the first thing of really envisioning who that person is and what their wants and desires are out of that. And the last thing that I, I, I think that you, you said, which is, is probably the, even the most important out of anything that you shared, was that the secret to learning is being in an environment that requires it, that accountability really helps you push forward to show up and to deliver on, on a regular basis. And so I'm just, uh, I'm so grateful that you came to, to join me here today. Thank you. I couldn't say better myself, those takeaways. So <laughs> thanks. It was really great experience. Really enjoyed talking to you and also helping to articulate some of my ideas. So I have a bunch of content ideas right now. So we'll probably 
jump right on to writing something after we're done. So yeah. thanks again for this I'm amazing looking, experience. Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hey, thanks so much for being a part of the show today. Now, the worst thing we can do is let all this wisdom pass us by and not act on it. There's so much more to the show, but you'd be missing out if you don't subscribe to the newsletter. This is where you start to leverage these tactics that you've heard in the show in a very real way. So go to leverage3podcast.com and you can join right there on the homepage. Also, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter where I'm at Craig Shoemaker. I'd love to hear from you. I hope you have a great day. Find someone to love, find someone to forgive and find someone to encourage today. Thanks again. And I'll see you here again soon on the Leverage 3 Podcast.